0: Welcome to Social PR Secrets. My name is Lisa Bayer and I'll be your host. Are you afraid of being on camera? Are you in a position that you really need to be doing more video for your personal brand or your brand itself and just don't know where to get started? Well, this is the episode for you. Welcome my guest, Holly Gillen. Holly makes it her career to understand that online entrepreneurs are uncomfortable showing up on camera. I can definitely relate. Every time I go to get on camera, I have the jitters and I've been doing it for years. Holly gives entrepreneurs the tools they need to show up confidently so they can easily create videos that they are proud of and they can show off and move their business forward. In today's episode, Holly is going to break down the most important things that you need to be thinking about, and that's a plan, purpose, system, and strategy. Welcome, Holly, and I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I did learning all of the tools and secrets behind producing video and not being afraid to press play. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Social PR Secrets. And I have Holly Gillen here. Hi, Holly. Hi,
1: Lisa. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Yay. We're going to be talking about video, which I feel like video, we've been talking about video for X amount of years, but people are still afraid of video for different reasons or not using it to its fullest potential, especially from a PR perspective. So I can't wait to really dive into the whole video aspect and all of your different subsets that you sent me, I think are all super exciting, but let's just start with your background and how you got so deeply involved in video and why. Sure.
1: So my background is I come from a professional background. I've worked in New York city freelancing as a camera operator, producer, and editor. And I started doing that back in 2008 and I absolutely loved what I did. And I got an opportunities to work on stuff for the Sundance channel, HBO, Nick.com. I got to meet Bono and... Forrest Whitaker and I, you know, work on really, truly life-changing projects. And like around 2010, I was like, okay, cool. I'm like, all of my colleagues are clamoring to work with like big corporate clients, people who have huge budgets, but I was like, hey, hey, what about like online video and stuff like that? I'm like, what about like business owners who just want like video for their websites or people who want to make YouTube videos to, you know, showcase their expertise and stuff like that. So 2010, I started a production company and I started working with people, smaller businesses, entrepreneurs, brick and mortars to make videos for them. And I realized very quickly that everybody had the same questions and concerns when it came to video, which was, Hey, I want to make video, but I'm not ready to be on camera. I don't know what kind of videos I need to be making. Like I don't have a strategy. Like I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and Oh, Whoa, it's expensive. I didn't realize that I was going to need, you know, a huge budget to make this happen. So I was like, okay, let me go back to the drawing board and see what I could figure out. And at that time, I think it was like around 2011, 2012, I started another company called the media prep group. You'll, you'll think this is interesting. And it was all about like preparing business owners to present themselves on camera in the media. And I teamed up with a public speaking coach and a media trainer. Cause I thought, oh, well, if I can just prep people, then they will be more confident and comfortable using video moving forward. And like, I can help them figure out the rest of the stuff. And we were doing live events in New York city. And I was like, okay, this is not the business model that's going to be working for me long-term. So I went back to the drawing board. And around that time, it's like 2013, early 2013, I started my online business in March of 2013 to teach people all of the skills that I had learned through the years when it came to creating video content to empower them to be able to do it themselves. And I
0: never looked back. I love that. And as I'm listening to you, I'm like, I'm laughing at myself because we're, we're, we can see each other now through video, but we're not actually going to use the video, but I have like the worst lighting right now because I'm having like, I'm trying to like, you know, like have these audio issues go away. So you're probably like, oh, this girl does not know anything about video. I, I really have a lot to learn, but I know that my lighting is really bad right now. So light. Lighting is probably one of the big deals, right? Definitely. Definitely. It's a
1: huge issue for a lot of people because, you know, they don't necessarily understand lighting or how to use lighting or how to find their best light things like that. And and I include that when I talk about the professional triangle, which are three things that you can do to immediately upgrade the look of your video. One being lighting, the second being audio, and the last being graphics. So first and foremost, lighting. If you cannot, you know, um, go out and buy super expensive, really fancy, you know, lights that are like Hollywood style lights. No, all you need is a window and daylight. That is going to be your best friend a window in daylight. If that's not an option or that's not available to you, you're shooting during the evening times, or you just, your setup doesn't have a window available. You want to, you know, invest in something like a softbox box or a ring light, or, you know, a nice led that has the option for it to be dimmable. So you can adjust like how bright it is or how dim it is. And you're going to want to point that at your face
0: <laughs> and light your face right on up. Okay. And then can we talk about number two and three too?
1: Yes, absolutely. Lighting, Lighting, audio, and graphics, the professional triangle, as I like to call it. The audio is extremely important because people will be forgiving of a bad visual. You know, if you're saying good stuff and you're and they're really digging your video, like you're delivering value, you're knocking it out of the park. People aren't gonna be like, uh, well, it's lit so poorly. They'll, you know, they'll still be into it if the audio is clear, is crisp. If the audio is not, you could be telling people where the end of the rainbow is, that they're gonna be able to find the pot of gold, and they're gonna be like, mm, I gotta go. So you want to make sure you upgrade whatever audio option is available to you. You want to make sure that there's an upgraded option. Don't rely on an internal audio source meaning like if you're using your computer to shoot, make sure you invest in something like a Yeti mic or some sort of USB mic that's going to upgrade the quality of the audio that is being recorded. Same thing if you're using your smartphone, you want to make sure you're investing in a separate mic to make sure the audio quality is going to be clear, is going to be crisp, is going to be free of background noise or static or things like that.
0: Yeah, the thing with audio is that you're right, like when you're shooting video, somebody could be driving and listening to maybe some sort of a video presentation. And it doesn't matter if they can't see them. But if they can't hear, even if they can see, it's, you know, it's kind of a, you know, recipe for failure, right?
1: Yeah, it's a downer.
0: It's like, Oh, I was gonna listen to this, but it sounds terrible. (laughs) And then what is the third?
1: The last part of that is graphics. So, being able to incorporate some graphics like a lower third, or, you know, it depends on the personality in your brand and what you're trying to represent or present. But you really want to keep it on point with your brand. So, you know, brand colors, brand fonts, and things like that. If you're somebody who uses emojis in your brand, you know, having like little emoji graphics that come on the screen or, you know, help you kind of accentuate certain points, whether that's with visual graphics or text graphics, something like that. And you can easily create these. I have videos on my YouTube channel that show you how to create these graphics inside of Canva. Super easy. Boom, boom, Canva graphics in your videos. And I show you how to edit them into the video as well.
0: Ooh, I can't wait because Canva is one of my favorite platforms. I've been using Canva since they came out. I actually do a monthly newsletter called 21 Things, and this month was dedicated to women that are disrupting. And so I featured Melanie Perkins. She's the founder of Canva because she started out with a yearbook idea and like it came from that to Canva, which is so amazing.
1: Love it. And I love Canva. I've been a Canva user since the early days.
0: Yes, yes. So coming from a PR background, I can tell you this, that there are studies that show that with a press release, so you could have a text-only press release, you could have a press release that includes images, and then a press release that includes images and multimedia video. And the one with the multimedia and the video and the the images will perform best in Google. It'll get more exposure, more visibility, more impressions. It increases the chance of getting your story placed and, you know, actually picked up by the media. So Knowing that, it's like, why wouldn't every PR person out there, PR pro, use video with all types of media pitches and storytelling? So what are some, some tips that maybe as from a PR standpoint that we could use video to pitch story ideas to the media?
1: One of my favorite things to do, and I love this question, is personal videos. I think that that's such a, you know, that's such a powerful thing when somebody gets a personalized video message, not, you know, specifically with a pitch, you know, so you might want to include like, you know, let's say I'm sending my pitch to Joan and I'm like, hey, you know, Joan, thank you so much for taking the time to check out this pitch, X, Y, Z, you know, keep it short, succinct. And I think that that's something that is overlooked and underused.
0: Yes, actually, I love. I just thought of this this one example. So one of my favorite podcasts is Hustle and Flowchart, and I help them get guests. Sometimes I'll give them guest ideas, or I've been on. And one of the things that they do with all of their guests, and I think this is such a great idea. is they they use Loom video, and they'll send an email after the the episode records, and they'll send a video and just be very personalized and. Like, hey, Lisa, this was so awesome. We learned so much. Blah blah blah, and like, it makes me smile. You know, when I get those, and I think that it's very underrated right now.
1: Absolutely, and I think it's it's such a powerful way to create a connection, especially when you know you're still growing. You don't necessarily need to do these huge mass marketing business tactics when it comes to to you know growing your business. What you can do is small face to face, you know, personalized, individualized, you know, ways to
0: connect to to start growing kind of grassroots and organically. I love that. I love that. What are some other tips in creating video that maybe people just don't realize that they can do maybe a hack or two? So many. (laughs) I know, I know.
1: Okay. So I, I think a big thing is confidence. And a lot of people shy away from using video because they aren't necessarily comfortable or confident in having people see them. So there's, you know, there's a a ton of different things that come up around using video, whether it's mindset or visibility or, you know, being vulnerable, putting yourself out there and, you know, fear of being judged. And there's a lot of things that kind of come up with that, that I feel like people need to work through before they're ever even able to embrace and start to use and see the benefit of using video in their business and the power of video. So I have a couple of tips on how to just kind of let go of that confidence, you know, build up that confidence, excuse me, not let go of the confidence. You want to hold on to the confidence. It's the mindset, right? It's a lot of mindset. And I honestly, I went through the same thing myself, having a background in video production. I was behind the camera all the time. And when I decided in 2013, that I was going to turn, you know, what I know into my online business. And I knew that at that time I was going to be the face of my business on video. I was like, this, you know, I didn't even think twice about it. I was like, it's going to be so easy. And then I like sat down to make my first video and I was like, oh,
0: what's <laughs> going on? I'm like, take, three, take four, take five, take right? 20,000. Yes.
1: <laughs> I'm like sweating now just thinking about it. I was sweating and I was like, Oh, I'm like, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. So I'm like, okay, cool. I'm like, what can I do? So I literally locked myself in my office audio as I like to call it. And I just, was like I'm doing it I have to do this I know there are people out there who I can help like it's not about you know me being uncomfortable I need to push through this and as I was going through this process and just recording take after take after take I started to have like those little gremlins on the sidelines like what are you even saying you tell me I forgot what you're going to say people are going to think you're you don't know what you're talking about and that was like a big fear of mine in in the early days like other film people were going to see it and think, I don't know what she's talking about. She's giving these people terrible advice. And, you know, that like made me super nervous to be, be judged by my peers. And I was like, okay, okay, just shake it off. I know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a long time. I'm a professional. And while I was going through this, uh, you know, internal crisis, I had an epiphany and it was just basically that this feeling I was feeling inside was me growing from the inside out because I was doing something I had never done before and it was making me very uncomfortable. But instead of it being uncomfortable, I decided to turn it into. That's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I decided to turn it into. He wants to... to be part
0: of a video. Exactly.
1: Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> your dog wants to be part of the video. Exactly. That's the production yeah. people. Yes. He is never quite on set. <laughs> it's hysterical. He, okay. So I wanted to turn this feeling into my power and I decided that it was a positive thing because I was doing something I had never done before. So I was allowing myself to be, grow from the inside out. And I started to position it as, as something, as a powerful thing and not a negative thing. And once I did that and also just kind of let go of this this idea of failure and I can't fail because I'm trying and I'm, I'm, you know, gaining experience because I'm putting myself in that position and I'm just pushing through. And I took the pressure off myself and I started to think about the other people who were going to watch the video and, and think that, you know, find value in the information that I was sharing. And when I did all of those things, it just, change the game for sure. And that actually turned into a video challenge that I hosted back in 2014. So I was like, if I can do this by myself in my room, I'm like, I know I can show other people how to do this. And this is such a powerful exercise in learning how to overcome your mindset and push past your fears. So I did that my first challenge. It was called the Zero to Video Hero Challenge back in January of 2014. And I had a bunch of people sign up. It was a 30-day free video challenge. I was crazy. And over the course of 30 days, I had about 30 people or so who committed and did a video every single day. And it was life-changing for them and for me. And it was one of the most amazing, beautiful experiences I've had to date in my business. And I continue to run these challenges to this day because it is so amazing.
0: I love that. I love that. One of the things in your email to me that you touched on that I really want to talk about is the system, like organizational system, because the, the problem with digital clutter, I think has never been worse. I just spent a couple days ago, I have a MacBook Air that I'm working off right now that sometimes I work on that. Sometimes I work on a desktop, but all of a sudden my storage was like going to nothing. And I had to figure out what files to delete or take off. And of course, those files are the video files. And I'm like, you know, you don't want to give them up and delete them. At least I don't. So what can we do to create space and and have a better system with our videos? So many tips there.
1: I'm all about planning systems, processes, strategies, you know. So first and foremost, video files can start to get really big. So you want to make sure that you're using an external hard drive and you're not saving all of these video files on your actual computer because you will run out of space and then you will be saying, you're like, my computer's running so slow. So always use an external hard drive and always back that drive up. If it has, you know, important video files that you don't want to lose, make sure you have a backup of that because drives do crash and go down and burn out and don't, I'm sharing this with you. So you don't have to feel the pain of, losing all of your video files, like I have felt, and it is painful.
0: <laughs> so painful. Um,
1: so use an external hard drive and back it up and make sure, well, see, it goes into planning, right? It goes into planning and pre-production, which I'm really, you know, a hu- huge proponent of because I come from a professional video production background. I joke around, I say, I hey, never, never, ever, 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 Walked onto a professional video set where they were like, we're just gonna see what happens. Let's just let's just swing it and see what happens. We're just gonna record and record and record, and maybe we'll get something and maybe we won't. And it's the editor's problem then. No, that doesn't happen. There's a plan, you know, it's called pre-production, which makes up 60 to 65% of the process. And when you go through the stages of pre-production and you have your plan and you know, you go through And you know what you're going to say. You know why you why the videos why you're creating the video in the first place, and all these different things. You know which kinds of shots you need for the type of video you're creating. It really saves on the video files you're actually downloading or exporting and and uploading to your external hard drive. So first and foremost, let's save you some video files uh, space by only recording what you need to be recording first and foremost only ingesting the good takes right you're not like saving a bunch of stuff that's going to end up on the cutting room floor and that was just say you know taking up space on your hard drive your valuable precious hard drive space you don't even you don't even want to take that video file off of your camera just leave it there delete it you know you're never you're never going to
0: use it so don't even bring it on That's great advice for even images
1: yeah definitely yeah so That goes into, you know, the pre-production, having the plan, knowing what you're going to shoot, why you're shooting it, how you're going to shoot it, all these things. And then also, you know, taking notes while you shoot, like this is video file number 777, total fail, delete, don't, you know not Mm using that file or, you know, just making note of all the good files. Then having a file storage system for storing your files. So the way that I like to store my files. So now that I know I have all only the good video files, I have a video filing system that I use where I have a main folder, which has like the video, usually the date, the year, and then like if it's for my YouTube channel, it has the video number. So like video number 198 or video number 199, whatever video number I'm on, right? Their numerical order. So it's the date and then the video number, and then, you know, a little bit of some text. So I, and so I know what the video is about, whether mm-hmm. that ends up being like the title of the video later on, it, you know, it always changes inside of that folder. I have five other folders. The first one is raw videos. So when I'm ingesting my raw video footage, I dump them into my raw video folder. So then I always know where everything is, when I need it, if I need to go back and if I need to re-edit the video, I I know exactly where the video files are and exactly where the footage that I need to find is. The next folder I have is graphics. So if I'm making any additional graphics or um, special things that I want to include in the video, I store them in my graphics folder. The next folder is my thumbnails. So Specifically, you don't ever really want to rely on what I call thumbnail roulette, which is when the computer decides or, you know, whether you're on Facebook or YouTube or whatever it is, decides through roulette that mm-hmm. that's going to be your thumbnail. And it may not be the most flattering thing. And it might not be the most, you know, best use of that real estate on your social feeds. So, you know, creating a custom thumbnail. And then, so I store all the video, those files in there back to I actually just want to make a special point here that you always want to take time to create an image that you're going to be using for the thumbnail. Whether that means you record and you freeze during the the recording so you can crop that that freeze frame out and use that as your thumbnail if you're using an image from the video as your thumbnail, because some people do, some people don't. Or you take actual stills while you're recording or after you're recording so that you can have, you know, flattering images that you can use for your thumbnail. Because this is something like you definitely don't want to get to the end of the road and you're like, oh, I don't have a thumbnail image, and you're scrolling and scrolling through the video to trying to find a shot where you don't Such have your mouth a good idea.
0: You. Yeah, that's <laughs> a great idea. So, does it matter if you'd use a screenshot from the actual video versus a still? Okay.
1: You know, it doesn't. it It depends on you know the quality of the 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 video if it's a still, like if you've paused and you're not trying to like scrub the video and try to find one where you're not blurry and things like that, mm-hmm. I think you can do either way. I, ideally, I like to take an image because it's a higher quality, mm-hmm. but you can go either way. The fourth video folder I have is called final video. And that's where I put all of my final video folder, uh, final video files. And then last but not least, I have social clips. So if I create or not if, when I create social clips that go along with that video, I add them in there. So then I always know where those are as well.
0: What are some of your favorite types of videos today? Like what's trending?
1: Trending as far as style of video, video platform. um, I think reels is really hot right now. Reels on Instagram, reels is really hot. So creating these like really short, um, cute, fun videos that, you know, go along to music and they're, you know, really trendy and, you know, that you have the, the pointing video or like the dancing video, you know, inspired by TikTok, which blew up, you know, as everybody was quarantined during 2020 and, you know, really digging into their social media and looking for a fun outlet and a release to, you know, maybe what was actually going on.
0: I mean, do you think that Reels is going to continue to, you know, become more and more popular? Because I I don't know, in a, in a way, I feel like it was first TikTok and now it's Reels and they're so similar. And I see a lot of the same thing being done, you know, across Reels. So I'm just wondering, like, will they, do you predict that they will continue to evolve and how can you stand out in Reels?
1: Yeah, I think Instagram in general, as far as a video platform is the place to be because Mm -hmm. you, you have reels, which is, you know, fun and catchy. It's short, easily digestible for for me. I think trending moving forward is easy, quick, fast, digestible content. Like, um, there's a time and a place for, you know, longer, you know, more drawn out videos, but I feel like people are really wanting that quick, like, Mm -hmm. give me the, give me the goods. Like I have 15 seconds. Tell me what I need to know. Mm -hmm. So I think that that's going to continue to grow whether it be in reels or TikTok or some new platform that's yet to be determined i think in general just these these quick fast easy value-packed snappy what i like to call video snacks is what i call them (laughs) you know this really you know potato chip type content you know oh potato chip oh snack so yeah i definitely think that that's that's going to continue to rise and as far as instagram in general as a video platform you have Instagram stories, you have IGTV, you have videos e- as posts, you know, there's so many different ways that you can incorporate video into Instagram. And that's why it's like one of my favorite places to hang out besides YouTube.
0: Yeah. I really am liking using either whether it's Instagram live or Facebook live, and then, you know, also using the IGTV, but I like the lives because I'm just going to use Suzanne Summers as an example. So she does lives a couple times a week and. You know, that's basically like she does that's she could she's broadcasting as the media, she doesn't have to go to the media and create this whole show, and you know, she's talking about her products and health-related things, and her I mean it's very raw and real. It's from her house. Her husband is filming it, her daughter-in-law kind of comes on through the through like another phone or something, and you know, she's just chatting in her kitchen and she's got a huge following and people like to see that. I think people like to see kind of the homegrown behind the scenes where, you know, so now I think so not just celebrities, but any brand can just pop up and be like, okay, you know, here I am. And, you know, whether I'm a you know, PR agency, giving PR advice, or I'm a yoga studio and I'm giving, you know, yoga advice or a little bit of both. I can do it behind the scenes on my own through a live and have it saved if I want. And then it's curating, you know, a whole channel of, or a playlist of these different lives. So I, I really like a bit, I'm a big fan of the lives.
1: Yes. And I love everything that you just said and couldn't agree more. Like you have the power to, and I think a lot of the things you were just saying about Suzanne Summers is it's, she's home. It's, it's comfortable, relatable. You feel like you're hanging out with her, which creates this closer connection and closer bond. Yes. yes, she's a celebrity. You know, and I think in times past, celebrities felt so like out there and like unattainable. And you just, you know, sat around wondering like, what do they do in their own house? Mm-hmm. And like, what's their, you know, who are they really? Cause you maybe you only see them, you know, on the big screen or on the television when they're acting or they're, you know, they're, they're as their character. So when you get these like little glimpses into their home and their personality, and you almost feel like you're, like you're spying on them and you're like, oh, this is so cool. I feel like I'm hanging out with this celebrity person. And I think that that's such a powerful thing and, and such a smart way to, you know, embr- embrace the power of PR for herself. You have the opportunity with, you know, the platforms that we have available and the tools that you have in your hands to become your own celebrity.
0: Definitely. Tell us a little bit about some of the classes and courses that you offer and who who would be your best student. Sure. So the
1: Zero to Video Hero Challenge has been rebranded to the From Start to Start Challenge. It's a 15-day fully immersive experience in video confidence as you, and this is great for anybody in any lane, whether you've made zero videos and you're just looking to kind of get started or you've made your first hashtag 100 terrible videos. I say people need to make 100 terrible videos first. It is for anyone in any lane because you have the ability to take this challenge and make it your own. So if I want to come in and I want to just learn how to use my camera better or figure out lighting that's and that's the only thing i want to focus on i've had people come in and just pick up their their mobile phone and just make videos every day for 15 days and by the end of it they're feeling much more confident much more capable in using their equipment and much feeling super inspired to kind of move forward. Then I've had other people come in and use this opportunity to take their videos to the next level. So they're like spending time editing and learning how to edit and doing things that they hadn't done before and experimenting with different locations or different equipment that may had, they had laying around that they never touched because they were, you know, a little intimidated by it and not sure how to do so not sure how to use it or set it up. So in the environment with the, from start to start challenge, you have the opportunity to ask me questions I am there supporting, watching every single video, giving you critique and feedback when you're ready and if you want it. Um, so that's super fun. And that's, like I said, for anybody in any lane, whether you've made no videos or a lot of videos, The the I guess the key is that you want to start really embracing video in your business and you want to really start
0: learning how to use it in a powerful way. One of the things that I think that video comes into play also when it comes to PR and you don't have to have a PR agency to do this, but I think if you're a brand and, you know, you're ever interviewed by the media or you want to increase your opportunity of getting interviewed, if you have some sort of a, a playlist on a YouTube channel that maybe they're not interviews, but maybe they're you doing a webinar or you're, you're just explaining like an FAQ about your product or service. Uh, like, for example, we have, I had a great time doing this, by the way, we just published our new website and we included an FAQ section on PR. And it's really a accumulation of all of these like smart, dumb, and whatever questions that we get from clients and prospects. And so we had a really good time putting them together. And so just sitting here talking to you, I'm thinking I should create a video talking through these FAQs with some, some of them are just like myths and misconceptions and you know, some of them are facts that clients need to know. So any business has FAQs. So that could be one way of just going on the air, going on video and doing your FAQs. But then you can send that to maybe a producer that's thinking about interviewing you and they can see how you are on camera.
1: Absolutely. and thousand percent. And, you know, you touched upon something that was really important and it, it goes into like that media training piece. Like, you know, if you hire somebody like Lisa to get you that PR, well, you better be ready to present yourself and be that face. And you want to make sure that you're feeling comfortable, not only to be there visually, like, let's say, you know, you you get somebody an opportunity where they have a spot on television or they're being interviewed via video. You know, you want to make sure that you're prepared and ready for that. And not only that, but growing your confidence in front of the camera, you learn how to speak better. You learn how to understand your business better and how to talk about it in a more succinct way that's going to be able to share value. And you you definitely want to be prepared for
0: those opportunities should they come along or at least is able to get them for you. <laughs> yes. yes, And definitely one of the tips that I love that I try to tell clients and just anyone in general is that when you do do a video interview that typically the, the producers, they're asking the questions, but they're not going to be on the air. So yeah. to, you know, the question is asked, and then you repeat the question back with your answer. And I mean, you're going to be nervous no matter what, no matter how much experience you have. I mean, you see these like major celebrities talk about how nervous they are when they are on camera live or whatever. So it's going to happen, but you might as well just get as much experience as possible so that at least you have something under your belt, right? Absolutely. A thousand percent. So We're almost out of time, but I just want to get some of your, any last tips that we didn't cover. And I love what your sign says in the back. Can you like read that? It
1: says, you can have videos or excuses you choose. Yes. (laughs) Last little tips. The thing with video and competition, this is huge. There is no competition when it comes to video because there is no other you. There is no other Lisa. There is no other Holly out there. There are other people who do video. There are other people who do PR, but there is no other us. And people want to see and hear you and they're going to be able to connect with you through your video content. And it's going to be the differentiator between you and somebody who does the same thing as you, because nobody else has your personality. Nobody else has your experience. Nobody else has the special way of talking about what you know, and nobody's ever going to be able to say it and deliver it like you. So know that it hasn't been said and it hasn't been done if you haven't done it yet. And people are out there waiting for you to show up in only the way that you can. And one of the things that I say at the end of every single one of my videos is remember you
0: are someone's reason to smile. So don't give I love that. And it really makes me think of an example, just a general example, when it comes to brand story and how maybe the the founders or or co-founders, maybe they've told their story so many times that they're sick of it in their head. But typically when you go on these lives or you do events that are via video or webinars, like that story is still important and fresh and shareable. And I have a hard time getting clients to go live or do multi streams and take advantage of, for example, LinkedIn Live is still kind of newish. And, you know, taking, you know, whether it's like an hour or less a week and just dedicate it to popping up on these lives and letting them see this, the brand story, the personality, because nobody else can do it like the founders can do it. And that's such a huge credibility selling point. And they're, especially if they're so relatable to their audience. And I just think video is so underutilized when it comes to founders and CEOs just kind of going live and being, you know, natural. And, you know, I'm not saying not to be prepared, but they're just, they kind of feel like, oh, they don't need me anymore. Oh, you know, the company is where it is and, oh, you know, this or that. And I think that they really underestimate the value of live video and going live. And like you just said, like being you and, and being who you are and letting them, letting your audience resonate. Absolutely.
1: 1000%.
0: Well, Holly, thank you so much. So so just lastly, can you just share some places where we can find you, Facebook groups, your website, and any events coming up that we need to know about?
1: Sure. So I you, I hang out on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook. Those are my my three main spots and you can find me at Holly G Studios on all of the above. And I have a video challenge from start to star video challenge coming up in April of 2021, but I run them every couple of months. So if you miss that one, make sure to come back and check out the next.
0: Okay, awesome. Well, it was great catching up with you on video. And I think that you've inspired everybody to use video more than they are, or start using it if they haven't used it yet. So thank you so much, Holly. Thank you, Lisa. Namaste.